0: Welcome to the Luminous Life Podcast. My name is Lori Marie and I'm a spiritual teacher, certified fearless living coach, healer, soon to be Vita grad for trauma-informed somatic love, sex and relationship coaching, artist and psychic medium. All the things <laughs> for sensitive souls who want to discover their gifts, claim their confidence, own their worth, make an impact in the world and become the powerful creator you're meant to be. I absolutely love helping you up-level your life, claim your desires, and help you see the infinite potential that lies within you. It is my mission and passion to give you the tools, teachings, resources, strategies, and support you need to create the life of your dreams and to live a luminously, divinely guided life. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of personal development to maximize your influence, your impact, and your life. If you're ready to be lit up by life, own your awesome, and up level your life, then you've come to the right place. It's time to become epically free and unapologetically you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if something resonates, be sure to tag us on social media at Lori Marie Loves and rate the podcast. It helps us out a great deal. And I so, so appreciate it. So let's get started. Uh, it is a lovely afternoon in Tucson. It's about 70-ish degrees. A little cloudy, but all in all, it's good. Um, so today I thought I would dive into the self-love conversation, uh, and what self-love really is. You know, there's been a big movement around self-love, and um, for a while now. And we're finally beginning as a collective to understand that it's important for us to take care of our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health, and that it's important. And as the word trauma becomes more mainstream and more understood in society, this will just continue to uh, to build and perpetuate and there'll be more and more conversations around self-love and the importance of it and really um, doing the work to, um, you know, to heal these things and to heal the relationships within ourselves. Because when we can heal the relationship within ourselves, we can also heal the relationship we have with others. And part of the reason we're so separate is we are run by so much fear As a society, you know, there's fear and judgment and separation, and a lot of that has been happening for quite some time, which I won't get into today, but a lot of that's been happening for quite some time because these things are the shadow of our species, so to speak. It's like the human experience, and all the things we haven't wanted to look at are now coming to the surface to be looked at. And so, self love is a big topic, and um, you know, there's so much talk around self love that I think it also tends to be a bit confusing for people. And some people are are a bit, um, don't really have a deep understanding of what self love is, right? And so, I thought today I'd break it down a bit um, based on the last decade of. Um, kind of the deep dive that I've done for myself in the self-love journey, as well as what I've seen in my clients, what I've witnessed in others, and um, around what self-love is, and just kind of give a deeper understanding of what it is and what it is not. So uh, I think oftentimes people, when they think of self-love, I know a lot of times People um, think, oh, well, that's selfish. You know, there's a lot of talk around like selfishness and I get it. Like when I first started this journey, I really thought it was selfish to really make myself a priority uh, as well. So I I get that mindset when you're at a certain place in your journey, it can look very selfish to, um, to think about making yourself a priority because you just kind of look at it as like, I know I looked at it as like, oh, well, now I'm just going to be an asshole and forget about everybody else, (laughs) right? But that's not the case. And um, really what it is, it's an important, it's so important and on such a huge level. And I'll get into this more as we go along here. But I thought it'd be good to first break down what self-love is not, because um, there seems to be a lot of confusion around it. You know, people think it's like, oh, you know, getting a bath or taking a massage and eating right and getting manicures and um, treating yourself to the latest fashion trends or shopping hauls. And it's not about buying a bunch of stuff. It's not about, you know, treating yourself. And yes, these things are important too, right? Getting massages are important to your physical health, eating right, baths. All these things are great and they're beautiful ways of nourishing yourself, but they're not what self-love really is. And I think a lot of people tend to confuse self-care, which is super important, and it's an aspect of self-love, but it is not the same thing as self-love. So self-care is you know, caring for yourself, eating right, getting enough sleep, moving your body, drinking enough water you know, essentially tending to our basic needs as humans. (laughs) And it's, um, you know, sure, it's getting massages, manicures, acupuncture, you know, talking to a therapist or a coach, these things are acts of self-love. And they're important to the whole, but this is not, but this is more um, self-care than it is self-love. So it's important, I think, to first distinguish that Like the acts of self-love are more based in self-care. What self-love really is, is it's taking radical responsibility for your life. It's saying, I am a whole and sovereign being and I am taking full responsibility for the way I show up, who I am, how I behave, and how I express myself in the world. It's also having deep respect for yourself, really nourishing your soul and honoring your emotions. It's making yourself a priority. Yes, you go first, but it's also recognizing the way that you show up and the impact you have on others. So it's not that you're entirely selfish and you just forget everybody else that's around you. To the contrary, (laughs) it's very much a focus on self and in relationship with others, but you're not putting your needs to the side to make sure everybody else is okay first. You're really checking in with yourself first. You're speaking up, you're standing in your truth, you're breaking uh, codependent behaviors like people pleasing and releasing judgment and shame and criticism for yourself and others. the way we treat other people is a very much a reflection of the way we treat ourselves and oftentimes when we judge other people or we uh have are very opinionated about other people or we want to um kind of separate ourselves from other people we're really being shown something that we don't like within ourselves so when we judge others what we're really doing is seeing something in them, they're holding a mirror of some sort to us, and we're saying, ooh, I don't like that. But instead of putting the focus back on ourselves and taking responsibility for like what's coming up in me, we tend to uh, label people, judge people, put them in a box so we don't have to think about them, look at them, or deal with them right? And so that's not to say that people don't also have impact on us, right? Absolutely. Like people do have impact in the way that they show up with us has impact too. So not everything is a mirror, but however, a lot of times when there is judgment, that's what's going on. And so just notice like, where do you feel a lot of judgment or wanting to label someone or put someone or, uh, you know, create separation between you and others. Just get curious about that because that's a really important piece to self-love too. Self-love is also deconditioning limiting beliefs and patterns that aren't serving you and healing generational trauma. It's like looking at the parts of yourself that maybe you've been avoiding or not wanting to look at to be able to really Uh, break that down, and have a deeper understanding of where does this come from, and how do I want to do different, right? If you think about it, when we're children, uh, we're very open, and you'll hear me talk about this a lot, but as children, we're very open, we're very, we're like blank slates, blank canvases, right? And over time, our parents teach us things, or our caregivers the people around us, society, teachers, you know, mentors, pastors, whatever, the people that influenced you, right, as you grew up, they had their own judgments and beliefs and opinions. And over time, and including like, um, the media, television, uh, you know, society, everything around us impacts us. And so... Over time, it's like these layers. You can think of each opinion or judgment or um, idea of who you were supposed to be or how you were supposed to behave or what you were supposed to think as like a layer uh, to the onion, right? Or you can think of it as layers of a coat, like keep getting put on, layer after layer after layer. And eventually, that piece that was open and aware and curious and creative kind of gets lost in it and so we end up you know in our 20s teens 20s sometimes even 30s or 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 longer uh we don't really know what's true and who we truly are and so when you do the deconditioning work when you Kind of look at what has the programming been in my life. It's like peeling back the layers of the onion or taking off those layers of coats to reveal what's always been there, right? I'll give you an example of this. So growing up, um, I was always very sensitive. Hello, <laughs> psychic medium. Um, So my sensitivity is actually my superpower. However, I did not feel that way for a very, very long time because I was kind of berated about my sensitivities. I was told I was too sensitive. I was too emotional. I was too much, right? Um, And so I became very quiet and very shy and I didn't use my voice and I people pleased because I thought that was safer. Um, I had instances where... Using my voice got me punished um, many times throughout my life. And it got to a point where, especially as I was going through like adolescent years into my 20s, that sometimes I would even allow people to just do whatever they wanted to me because I was so fearful of what would happen if I didn't. So this became very problematic for me. And through all that, I kind of took all of these experiences and all of these um, messages. And I really, at the root of it, at the core of it, thought that who I was at my core was bad, right? Even though it was these other people kind of placing their opinions, their judgments, their conditioning onto me, I internalized that as who I am is bad. So over the last decade, I've been doing the work to peel back those layers and to realize and recognize like, oh, that was never true, first of all. And actually, my sensitivity is my superpower. So to become empowered and to really know who you are at the truth and the core of who you are, it's so important to do that healing work, to do the work of peeling back those layers and discovering the truth of who you really are. And it takes time, but that is a big piece to the self-love journey is to really meet those parts of you that feel unloved, that feel unworthy, that don't feel like they're enough, to meet them with unconditional love. And so, and yes, that even means, let's be killer. that even means your body, which I know can be really challenging, especially if you're struggling at all with body image. Um, that is something I myself have, um, been navigating as well. Um, the last, you know, the, the last decade I've been really healing, uh, from body dysmorphia and, you know, as, as I've aged as well, um, I've noticed different changes in my body too. And it's like a whole new level of meeting myself with acceptance and self-love and, um, really learning to meet myself all over again. And so it's a constant journey. It will never end. <laughs> and it's learning to love yourself and take radical responsibility for yourself and not putting the blame outside of you. Because when you can do that, that's when you become free. That's when you can become really empowered. And that's when you become the powerful creator of your own life because you're no longer... One, letting the outside influences of other people dictate who you are and who you be in the world. You no longer shrink to fit in or to fit some sort of mold that other people want to put you in. And you really take ownership and sovereignty over your own sense of being and your own body and your own sense of self. And so self-love is so, so much deeper than massages and pedicures. (laughs) Like, don't get me wrong. I love a good massage and a good pedicure, but that is not what self-love is. Self-love is meeting yourself on the deepest level, getting to know yourself on the deepest level and owning and being accountable and responsible to who you be and how you show up in the world and how you express yourself in the world. And when you can do that, you become free. Want to go deeper in your self-love journey? Don't want to do it alone? No problem. Join the Luminous Life community and membership, a community dedicated to growing, glowing, rising, and thriving together. Grab your free three-day trial and let's grow together. What happens, too, is the people around you. take notice and they too will become free. It creates a ripple effect and as you can imagine like I'll just give you a really really simple concrete idea of this right or like example of this. So if you think about it right a lot of you may be parents maybe you know maybe mothers maybe fathers maybe caregivers think about this. If you have really taken the time to put yourself first, to make sure you're fully nourished, that your soul and spirit and your mental health and your well-being is really in a good place, don't you think the way that you would show up would be the best possible version for your children? Like... I think about this often because I was a teenage single mom. I was basically in survival mode. I did the best that I could for where I was at and what I could do. But I think about if I were a mom now, how different it would be. Because back then, I was just surviving my life. Now, I would be so much more present and patient. And I'd, I have a deep understanding that like, we're all emotional beings and we all have a nervous system that needs tending to and caring to and those big emotions that kids feel. its not Kids are not meant to behave well. They're meant to be expressive and be creative and if we can cultivate that and embrace that and allow for that and help them understand how to regulate their own nervous systems and their own big emotions, how to deal with their own big feelings. Do you not think that that would create amazing, uh, create an amazing impact for them and the people they connect to? Like it just when you really do this for yourself, it's not only for you; it affects everyone. The fact that I'm even here talking to you now in this moment about this is a testament because I have done the work and I continue to do the work. And so I have no idea how many people this will reach. I have no idea the impact that this will have. But I know and trust that by sharing my experiences, by sharing what I've learned over the last decade and what I continue to learn, it will create change in others. It will have an impact that is profound. And so when you do this work, know that you're not just doing it for you. You're doing it for your kids. You're doing it for your community. You're doing it for your family. Even if they don't come along, even if they don't want to do this work, know that it will have touched them in a way that is profound and life-changing, and sometimes even encourages them to do that change for, your, for themselves as well. And so know that if you're here and you're on this journey and you're doing this work, it is so beautiful and I'm so celebrating you. I know it's not easy. Damn, do I know it's not easy. But I do know that it's worth it. And when you do this healing work, And you do this work to peel back those layers. You're not just doing it for yourself. You're doing it for the seven generations that came before you. And it will affect generations to come. And so that's profound, right? Wanting to to make yourself a priority is not selfish by any means. And one thing I see too that happens a lot is Sometimes parents feel like they have to be separate from their kids and that this experience. No, let them be part of it. Bring them in on your self-love journey. Teach them as you are teaching yourself. Like, allow them to be part of taking ownership of themselves. Allow them to be part of the experience. Because I know oftentimes... A lot of times people like to use the excuse of like, oh, I don't have time or I don't have the ability. I don't have the energy. I don't have the this, that, whatever. I get that, right? (laughs) I get all the excuses because I've made them myself. But when you prioritize yourself and you prioritize how you care for yourself and nourish yourself and how you take responsibility for yourself, you will find the time because oftentimes what happens is we spend and give our energy to things that we don't need to be giving our energy to, right? If, if we're like binge watching Netflix for three hours every night, that's three hours we could really be looking at what really is giving me life and what's taking from my life and where do I want to maybe renegotiate, <laughs> reprioritize myself. In my care. So there's always a way. There's always, always, always a way. And you don't have to do it alone. So it's really important to know that self-love is so much more than what you may have heard about. What it really is, is the foundation on which you can build Or rebuild everything else off of. It is really. The baseline. Foundation. To build on. Self love. When you can meet yourself. With unconditional love. Acceptance and compassion. And you can forgive yourself for the mistakes you've made. Or the. The ways that you maybe didn't always show up the way you wanted to, you can heal anything. You can face any challenge. You can alchemize any emotion. In my experience, self hate, self doubt, sometimes we think, oh, if I just, you know, criticize myself or judge myself or Maybe if I should our, you know, should myself, I'll, I'll motivate myself to do more and be more. But it actually has the opposite effect. When we should on ourselves, when we judge ourselves, when we criticize ourselves, when we doubt ourselves, when we hate ourselves, it sends us into a deeper spiral. And in my experience, that doesn't work. And what I've seen in my clients, that doesn't work. And so self-love is really the entry point to access the heart and to alchemize anything that you want to change within yourself and in your life. So self-love is so powerful, and I'm just briefly touching the surface here. And of course, we'll get into this more uh, as we go along, but I just wanted to kind of come on here today and just kind of clarify some things around self-love because Um, it is so much more than what you may think it is. And like I said, I've just scratched the surface today, but hopefully it's giving you a little bit more context as to what self-love is and what it's not. And my hope for each and every one of you is that, you know, you're worthy and deserving of this. I know during the beginning of my journey, I remember I had all the excuses in the world. I told myself, you know, just a, a brief reca- recap for those who aren't familiar with my story. Um, I had experienced sexual trauma in my early 20s and gained 100 pounds over the course of an enti- of a year, and then I spent the next 12, 13 years, something like that, um, hating myself and hating my body until about 12 years or 10 years ago um, when I decided to make myself a priority. I decided this is no longer working. Hating myself is no longer working. I had hit my rock bottom and I decided, okay, I surrender. I'm going to get the help that I need, right? And I had no idea what I was stepping into. Like not even close did I have a clue to what I would be stepping into, but it's what led me here today. And I'm so grateful for that version of me because she was so brave. She had a lot of excuses, (laughs) but she was so brave. You know, I remember at that time thinking like, oh, well, what happened happened so long ago. um, Or I don't want to waste the the therapist's time. Like there's other people that are hurting more in the world. right? I was comparing my pain to other people's pain. I was telling myself that I wasn't worthy um, of taking up someone else's time. I didn't think of it that way, but that's really what it came down to. Um, I thought that, um, you know, because the incident happened so long ago that, you know, it was irrelevant and that's not true. Um, Trauma stays in the body. You know, I didn't know that at the time, but I absolutely know that now. Um, is that trauma stays in the body long after the event has happened? Like it doesn't matter how many years. I had trauma that I had to work through since I was, you know, three years old, and so, you know, a lifetime of trauma. And so, um, whether it's a little t or a big t, it doesn't matter. Like trauma is trauma, and everybody um, experiences trauma, and trauma shows up in everyone differently. And so, it's really important not to compare your journey to anybody else's, your pain to anybody else's because everybody's experience is valid and everybody deserves to feel free within themselves and everybody deserves to get the help that they need and so wherever you are on your journey, let this be a permission slip, not that you need it for me, but let this be a permission slip to say that Yes, you too, love, are worthy and deserving of getting the help that you need. So whatever that looks like to you, it's important to trust yourself and see where you're guided, see where your intuition is calling you to be, and you'll be brought to the right people. You will um, find the right mentors, the right therapists, the right teachers, the right uh, programs, the right podcasts, the right books, whatever it is, you will be drawn to where you need to be. And the only thing you have to do is say yes and show up for it and do the work. And so, for those of you who are just starting out, I just want to say, like, I so honor you and celebrate you. And I know the brave the bravery it takes to say yes to yourself. And for those who have been on the journey for a while, I celebrate and honor you as well. I know the bravery it takes to keep going, Um, but I can say that there will come a day, no matter where you are now, there will come a day where you're free and you know that no matter what life brings you, no matter what challenges you go through, yes, you may feel uh, some feelings around it. Yes, you may uh, even, you know, um, struggle for a bit, but you will always find your way back to yourself. And you will have the tools and the skills to navigate anything. Life throws your way. And when you really get that, like on a deep level, you really get that no matter what life brings me, I can not only handle it, but I can navigate it with grace and I can meet myself with love and I can transform my emotions and use them as fuel to create and to build and to be that's when everything changes and that's where I am now and let me tell you (laughs) as someone who's been through it it is such an empowering place to be I know that no matter what is thrown at me I will not only survive it but I will come out stronger and more confident, and more on top than ever before. That's a powerful place to be. So know that no matter where you are, it's perfect. No matter what you're going through right now, this too will pass. You can do this. And it begins with you meeting yourself with unconditional love. And if that feels hard right now, if that feels impossible right now, just meet yourself with a tiny bit of acceptance. Like allow yourself to be where you are. And remind yourself that this will pass. This won't last. This feeling won't last. We're going to get into talking about feelings in a coming up here in a bit. Not on this episode, but in future episodes, we'll be talking about the power of feelings. But what I can tell you right now is allowing yourself to feel changes everything. And when you can meet those emotions with love versus love and acceptance versus disdain or resentment, or anger. And even if you do, that's okay. It's really, really looking at everything in life as not good or bad, right or wrong, but it's meeting all things with acceptance and meeting yourself first with compassion and taking responsibility for your life and the way you show up in it and the way you respond and the way you react and the way you express and as long as who you're being isn't harming anyone else you're meant to be exactly who you are so I'm sending you so much love I'm going to end this here because I could go on with this topic forever but I think we've got a kind of a good baseline here I think we kind of laid down a little bit of uh, foundation here for self-love. And, of course, we'll be talking a lot about that as we go. But um, just know that wherever you are in your journey, I'm with you. I'm celebrating you. Keep going. It will get easier. And you're doing the brave work. And this is how the world gets better. When each of us says yes to ourselves and each of us takes radical responsibility for the way we show up and we can love ourselves through it, it's how the world changes. So I'm proud of you, I'm celebrating you, I'm witnessing you, and I hope you have a glorious, gorgeous day. (laughs) Keep glowing and growing. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to leave us a review, share with a friend, or tag us on social media at Lori Marie Loves, and let me know what was your biggest takeaway, what stood out to you from today's episode. I'd love to hear from you and have a gorgeous day.